four. We're talking about four teams. We're talking about four teams. And... <laughs> I mean, first off, what we need to say is... Welcome to the Card of Personality <laughs> League Football League You're just podcast. jumping right into it, aren't you? Well, here's the reason, Tai Tai. I knew my matchup was going to be hard, but... Now I know how you felt. No. No, you do not. <laughs> you have no idea how I felt. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, there I was riding high. A strong team behind me. And, I mean, oh, I mean, how do you feel? I mean, 160 points, the most points of the entire fucking season. Yeah. Unless um, Alex Hannum or fucking Brady Man, like, outdo themselves this week. I, I made a promise and after I lost in the first round and I said, I guarantee you I will outscore every team from here on out. <laughs> and so I'm just fulfilling a promise, you know, that's kind of that's kind of where we're at right now. I I wanna finish with a bang and uh go into next year ready to go. Yeah, I mean and a bang it was. I mean, <laughs> I feel like Brady didn't buy me dinner first. Yeah, I mean I don't to be honest, I don't know if you even really deserve dinner. I mean, I think everyone deserves dinner. I mean, maybe. I mean, all right. You could probably get like a McDonald's meal out. Of yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just feeling really cheap right now. I mean, that was a pretty cheap game for for all of us to watch. I mean, uh, and... yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, I I, I feel like Julia Roberts. At the beginning of Pretty Woman, uh huh. Keep and, going. And this then, is like, well. and, and you know, when, when the season when the season started, I felt like you know, Julia Roberts at you know, in that scene where she's yelling at the shop assistant, like you work in commission, don't you? Big mistake, huge. But now I just feel like I, I we've rewound the video. And I'm back in that squalid apartment um, uh, with the girl from Just Shoot Me. And, uh, yeah, selling selling my body for, for pittance. Uh, you're hurting Maurice's ears with that high-pitched whining. <laughs> and we want to let you know that. Well, you should have been used to it after you last week. <laughs> Mine was more rage. Yeah, was your, more yours, rage yours, yours was pretty ragey. So, you know, I'm I'm happy to say goodbye to this season. I'm happy to say goodbye to this podcast because we got hockey. We do, but we also have one more podcast uh, yes. after this one. So this is this is not the end. This is uh, the, although we are close. This, this is, is the, the penultimate. penultimate. Uh, uh, a recording sesh. Yes. Well, let's just get fucking on with it while I drink. <laughs> what are you drinking? Oh, just a um, two below from New Belgium. Two below. It's uh, it's the winter ale. It's very good actually. Oh, the accumulation. Uh, no, the accumulation is a different winter. This is their other winter ale because the accumulation <laughs> is a white IPA, which is yeah. phenomenal. This is literally a Belgian winter ale. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. Well, should we get into the power rankings? I just—I mean, is it fucking worth it at this point? I just was going to say this is welcome to the championship pod with only one game to go. Only one of these guys will be walking away with nothing to show for it. Speaking of nothing to show for it, did you see my 160.1 performance? <laughs> yeah. What the literal fuck was that? It was the best Worthless. score of the season, only for it not to matter in the slightest. Well, anyways, let's get to it. Well, I mean, I mean that that was beautiful, but uh, <laughs> I would just like it to be known that Brittany is just like sitting back in her chair that she bought from the Goo Goo Dolls fan club. Um, <laughs> just like, you know, sitting back, listening to Goo Goo Dolls, smoking a cigar or something, I don't know, just like chuckling to herself. I could that... see Brittany uh, smoking a cigar. I think so. But like, just chuckling to herself like, ah, oh, he had like the highest points and decimated me and it meant fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah. So coming in at number four. Number four. The worst team in this playoffs by far. Henry V's Redcoats. Yeah. Well, the luck ran out in the round two of the playoffs. Russell Wilson was eliminated from Chopped and has stopped cooking for the remainder of the season. (laughs) The Chubb just couldn't get it up and performed well below expectations. Kind of like Andrew in the bedroom. You're just stealing my material now. (laughs) (laughs) The Bears' defense also threw punishment its way for not believing in them in the first place in round one, and decided only to muster only only decided to muster two points. In fact, the only player to outscore their projections was Josh Jacobs. If it's any consolation to this co-host, there was nothing in his roster arsenal to land him the W this week. His entire team had lost its mojo, and there was nothing he could do about it. But he is still currently favored by six points heading into the consolation match that no one cares about. Well, I mean, I might get, you know, my money back in booze. So I care. Because, because here's the thing, Ty Ty. I love you, Ty Ty. Um, I shit the bed. There yeah, was a bed was and, I, and I pulled a Johnny Depp. But I broke even last year. You did. And so, you know, I might break even again this year. And so, whereas Coco has asterisks by his, uh, by his titles, I'll be the break-even kid. Why does he have asterisks by his titles? Because he got into the playoffs last year on a technicality. No, he didn't. That was, that was the first year. Oh, well, still, he has asterisks. That was the first year, and he didn't even win, so <laughs> that doesn't matter at all. Okay. The second year... The only reason why he might have an asterisk, in your opinion, is because he smoked you in the same exact matchup that you're in today or this last weekend. Hell, hell you have a really hard time with semifinals. I do. Well, I just really <laughs> enjoy third place because it means you're good, but no one can accuse you of being cocky. That's fair. Yeah. Not unlike Henry Fish. Precisely. Well, I mean, I am a disappointment to my uh, to my dead king. Did you uh, catch on to Brady's name disc thrown your way? Uh, no, I didn't get it. Uh, I just saw that he was called incomplete defecation. Yep. And that's because Henry V died of dysentery. Oh. <laughs> so Henry V indeed died of dysentery again in our fantasy playoffs. I mean, it's just, okay, Braid, Braid, I'm going to give it to you. Congratulations. Fuck you. Um... 
I enjoyed the season. I'm looking forward to playing the uh, third place match against Kyle. Um, you know, he's he's a worthy opponent. We were just hoping it would be for a slightly more important game. He did want to play you in a final. He just didn't really mention which one he wanted to play you in. <laughs> oh, man. As I say, I'm, I'm Julia Roberts at the beginning of Pretty Woman. That's fair. As as my team marched out, marched into the locker room, I could just hear the fans chant, work it, baby, work it, which I know every girl on this listening to this is going to be like, oh my god, he knows Pretty Woman. What's your dream? Wow, That's... you've got a lot of Pretty Woman in you, in you right now, don't you? You know, so, total tangent, it's my mom's favorite movie. <laughs> and so, I have seen Pretty Woman more than was probably healthy to more um, than necessary yeah yeah and it's a great movie it's it's very it's very well done but you know uh i don't think you should be subjecting your small son <clears throat> to a movie about a prostitute well you know sex work is work so i and i am not judging that you know <laughs> if if that's if that's your career you go have be safe no judgment here I'm just saying that I knew a lot about the sex trade at a very early age. <laughs> that might explain a lot of your raunchiness in this podcast. I am quite raunchy, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, uh, shall, shall we get into... Well, first, what, what went wrong for you this season? What I mean, went wrong I, for I generally me? try to fill this in for you, but... I want to hear it from you. What do you think went wrong for you? Honestly, I think what went wrong is, I will say, no tight end I ever got was good. And tight ends, I didn't take, I didn't appreciate the value that tight ends bring. And there are a lot better, there's a lot more good running backs, wide receivers than there are tight ends. So next year, I'm going to draft a tight end a little earlier. Because that was always a weakness in my lineup. I yeah, do I sure. do think I uh, had pretty good depth in my running backs and my wide receivers. Um, you know, I got lucky because Chubb did um, get injured pretty early on in the season, but I held on to him, and he is a great performer. I think part of my issue is, is that I, I had... And you tell me if I'm wrong on this, but I had wide receivers who were probably... Um, on the tail end of their career because I would say they I don't want to use the word inconsistent but swing and a miss wasn't necessarily uh, a surprise some weeks you had you had Robbie Anderson who he has a low he has a very low floor yeah but a very high ceiling so he's either going to be absolutely awful or just 30 points you yeah. know um and you know Terry McLaurin, actually your other wide receiver, is a is a very similar type of wide yep. receiver. Sometimes like it's best to go out and try to find like the consistency, kind of like I don't know like an Allen Robinson to rub salt in the wound that who you played like he's never Allen Robinson's never going to score like twenty five points or no. very rarely, but but he's, he's never going to score in... below five. I was going to say he's going to get like good numbers on you. 
Yeah, um, he's like that 8 to 15 range usually. Which is, I mean, honestly, I mean, this is, I mean, to, to use a different sport analogy, but like this is where you moneyball it, people. Yep. You look yep. at consistency. You might not have a team that scores 160 points, but quite frankly, that team didn't make it through to uh, the second round of the playoffs, so fuck them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think that's what went wrong for me, and I think also my defense... Both of my defenses were like that as well. Um, what the hell happened with Cam Newton and Russell Wilson? I don't know. <laughs> Cam Newton was like all over the fucking place. He was. I, and... I don't know if you ever started him, but thank God, like he was, he was terrible. He was terrible this season. And like, and you know, if I've heard of a quarterback, that means they're good. If I've heard of a player, that means they're good. So I'm like, fuck yeah, I got Russell Wilson and Cam Newton. We're doing okay. And it was like a season long of watching Peyton Manning as at his first Super Bowl of the Broncos. <laughs> like, sure, he had a great lead up to get there, but oh my god, that was embarrassing. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, Russell Wilson just fell off the map oh at the end of the season. I don't know why, and I don't know what why. Like, he's a great quarterback, and he just stopped playing. I'm going to throw out, so Russell Wilson, I think, was a big issue for you, too. It just yeah, his like, inconsistency, especially at the end of the season. Um, the last thing I'll say, and then we can move on to number three, is there a lot of the players that you had on your roster were from really terrible teams. <laughs> and so what happens is, like, those terrible teams either play really, really well and still lose. So, like, game script mattered to you a lot more than normal. Yeah. So, like, Having the running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars, he had some great games because games were close. But whenever they were getting blown out, they were never going to hand the ball off because they had to throw it to That's just true. stay in the contest, you know. And so, well, and I, think, I think that that happened a lot for some of your players. Well, and I think the other thing, because I mean, I, I will say my team was very lucky this season. But I think yes. you know, in terms of people like Russell Wilson, twenty twenty has been a fucked up year. It and has. and I don't I, think you know you're looking at some of these really good players having bad years. Who can honestly say their mind hasn't been elsewhere? Yeah, right. Exactly. So, well, you'll be back next year. Maybe you can have your mind uh, a little bit more focused in the playoffs. I don't. I don't know. Kyle, Kyle, next year I get Mahomes. What I've decided, Kyle, Kyle, what I've decided is Mahomes is our child of our divorce. Okay, <laughs> I had him last season. You got him this season. This was your weekend. Now next year is my weekend. Okay. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think it's, I think you got to honor the custody agreement. So that's what I got to say that's on fair. that matter. Speaking All of right. Kyle. Speaking of Kyle, coming in at number three. <laughs> number three. The good team. Uh, I mean, much better team than me this week. Yes. Yes. There were a lot of teams that were better than you this week. Some of them were outside the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, so their points don't mean a damn thing. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, yeah, after a stellar and bold round one performance, one might be asking themselves if this team broke the points bank a little too soon. <clears throat> Barely hitting 100 points, and the Cleveland defense once again underperforming their manager's desires. The good team finds themselves living up to their name, and never truly seeing its best form in the penultimate matchup of the playoff season. Mahomes did what he could, 
but it just wasn't enough as Devontae Adams struggled for the first time in his adult life <clears throat> since week two. That's yeah, that, that's fair. Since that's fair. Two, really. that, that's fair. He didn't even break five points after several weeks in a row breaking over 20 points by himself. The performance by Adams was truly the final nail in this poor team's coffin, especially after suffering the loss of Mike Gusecki due to an injured shoulder in last week's game. I mean, Kyle, you played hard. You played valiantly. And I'm glad I'm playing you uh, this week. I just wish it was in a, in a different capacity. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Well, what what went wrong for Kyle? I I would say that outside of Devontae Adams and Patrick Mahomes, there's not really a solid base to this team. Yeah. But what he didn't have in sheer amount of players with good floors, he had two stellar rock stars that just fucking won basically every game for him up until they just couldn't. Yeah. And also going back to the beginning podcast about the playoffs, I said he would win if Mike Gusecki could score over 10 points every game. Mm-hmm. And without Mike Gusecki, that throws you into the lion's pit of the waiver wire for tight ends. And there's just literally no one out there to try to save face the, for you. The tight so. end situation was just shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he picked up Dalton Schultz, which is someone I had uh, for a little bit. He scored him seven points, which isn't bad. But it's just, it's no Mike Gusecki. No. Um, CD Lamb finally showed up in his game for 14 points, which is really great. But his running backs, man, like Jonathan Taylor finally came on strong at the end of the season, but he had been terrible all year long. Well, I mean, he's got a height problem. I mean, we all remember how short he was on home improvement. <laughs> With his little tool belt. Yeah, you know? precisely. What he thinks he can do play football for the Indianapolis Colts. I. I, I, don't I don't know. I mean, he wasn't that great an actor, if you ask me. Speaking of short running backs, he picked up Cam Akers mm. off of the waiver wire, and that man is tiny. And again, game indestructible just apparently. Didn't work for him. Hmm? Indestructible apparently. Apparently, um, this is a team that has three good running backs, and apparently, it was just not his day on Sunday, and he didn't get much of the carries. So. so... I, I actually have um, a request, and it's, it, it's all it is. It is a request um, to the two top teams going into the final and who will win the first and second prize. Um, I know Kyle would very much like the Rittenhouse whiskey and the smoked vodka that I put into the batch. I would also like this. That's why I bought them. I would request that uh, if you could leave that for the third place match, that would be mighty swell of you. I'm sorry, they can't hear you. You're way down in third place. They don't. <laughs> they're like really high up on a pedestal. They they're not going to pay attention. Hey, to Kyle, this. you heard it. I'm Nor in third they. place. I'm in third place. <laughs> now the two of you both actually uh... down there in third. <clears throat> you know. Yeah. One and two don't have time for this consolation garbage. They, they're probably not even going to listen to the podcast. It's like, we already know our power rankings. Damn straight. <laughs> Fuckers. Uh, uh, Kyle. Number two. Kyle, let's, uh, let's have a good game on uh, this week. And now... For the, 
Number two. Number two. It's fucking Brady. Fucking Brady, fucking man. Brady, man. Fucking Brady, man. Generally, a performance of under 100 points, <clears throat> that means you're not making it to the championship. Yeah. But luckily, he played a really terrible team in the semifinals. <laughs> and so a 92-point performance was all he really needed. Fuck, a 75-point performance would have been fine. So here he is. <laughs> uh, he's scored under 100 points and still booking a trip to the final game. Uh, it must be nice to be on the other side of the bracket. Just saying. Yet a complete domination of his opponent through the likes of Justin Herbert and DJ Moore uh, was, you know, something that he's done all season long. It's Justin Herbert showed up. DJ Moore finally showed up. Those two performing well was what Kyle wished that he had seen out of Mahomes and Devontae Adams. I mean, and did you see the fucker left 37 points on his bench with his like backup QB? I did see that. I mean, what the actual hell, fucking Brady, man? <laughs> you change your name every fucking week. You're meant to be struck by the I change my name every fucking week curse. But no. Let's go and beat our superiors. <sighs> now, I will say, CEH hit one of his running backs, his starting running backs, is actually out for the rest of the season. Um, so he's going to be missing him, but with, there's plenty of options available to him on the bench. Uh, so the, I don't think this will hurt him as much as one would think TJ Hawkinson put in his first disappointing performance since week 11 with a negative 0.2 points. Uh, if this team is to take home the championship, he will need a stellar week from Herbert and at least one of his remaining running backs. Herbert. Currently he is sitting as the favorite by a 4.1 point margin. Uh, heading into this championship weekend. But with a line so close, anything could happen. Amy, okay. And I'm glad you said that, because what is fascinating about this final? Like, I could analyze what went wrong between me and Brady, and we all know what the answer is. Cheating. I don't know how, <coughs> but according to our president, I don't have to supply any evidence. So, you know, that that that's a good thing. But... To be fair, also, that same president has lost every type of appeal, so it's not like it's going well for him. Well, and I doubt it'll go well for me. I think the final's going to go ahead anyway, in spite <laughs> of what I, like, file with the Supreme Court of this uh, of this league, which is you. And yeah. I don't we're, think we're, we're We're reading through your motions. Yeah. We're not seeing a lot of standing. Um, <laughs> so I think we might have to just pass on this one. But we'll, we'll announce our decision later on. Uh, it was stolen from me. Stolen. But here's the thing, right? And, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad you said anything can happen. Because these are the two teams where anything could fucking happen. I mean, yeah. seriously. Like, when we began this season, there were two teams where, like, you know, we were laughing about if they could get into the final. We were laughing about both. These two teams... I think we're at like towards the bottom of the power ring. This In fact, is 2016 all over again. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go back I into mean... our draft power rankings real quick. Oh my god! And I'm going. And I'm going to quickly read what I said about Brady. Okay. This is, and I quote: 
I am sad. I am already mourning the many losses ahead for this team. What happened? Auto draft and a refusal to admit fantasy football is more the most important thing on draft night. Mr. Rogers' neighborhood is stuck with an overrated Miles Sanders and two Ram running backs with a complicated situation. However, I will admit he got a steal with getting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at pick number 13. Yeah, I mean... Shows how much I know. It shows how much Apparently. both of us know because I was like, <laughs> yeah, his team sucks. And <laughs> here I am, slaughtered by the dysentery that is his team. You were you were absolutely slaughtered. And um, it was gruesome. It, I mean, it was gross. I, I couldn't look away. Yeah. But I felt like I shouldn't look away at the same time. I mean, yeah. I will also point out that in this season, Brady comes in at number three for making the most amount of waiver wire moves at 30. So he too took the knowledge that I had given him from his draft day manifesto. And he went out there and made some moves to try to change his roster. And it succeeded. I mean, a I very mean, active manager can be equal very active success all the way through the season. True, but, you know... Do you want to keep talking about how amazing Brady's team is, or should we move on? No, I want to move on because, you know, right now I'm hungry. No dinner, remember? Bastard. (laughs) Shall we hit hit number one? Number one. A.Han, A.Han. Ugh. Talking about co- talk about coming into form at the right time, right? Like, Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, I feel like it was like the musical Hamilton, where, you know, no one could get Hamilton on their staff. He wanted to fight, not write. And, you know, Hamilton, when you watch the show, like, he's struggling. He's, he wants to fight the good guys for some reason. I don't know. Because like, he's a monarchist. And, uh, you know, Washington's like, hold your horses there, <clears throat> A. Ham. Like, not going to happen. And then, like, Hamilton's like, you know what? Battle of Yorktown. Team up with this Frenchie. Let's have at it. And that's exactly what happened to A. Han, A. Han. Yeah. Okay. If anyone hasn't seen Hamilton, <laughs> I just literally did the first half because in the second half, Hamilton cheats on his wife and uh, Alex Hannum would never do that. So just want to throw that out there. Just want to like, you know, Alex, got your back, man. All right. Well, <clears throat> you know who also has his back? Lamar Jackson. This is true. Lamar Jackson. The Lafayette. To Adot Han's team. Lamar Jackson's DeLorean hit 88 miles per hour at the exact moment that the clock tower was struck by a bolt of lightning. You lightning. hate time travel! And he was able to make it back in time for another stellar week two performance. Who is this guy? He doesn't even look like the same Lamar Jackson that we saw during the entire regular season. Has Lamar Jackson's time traveling shenanigans fucked with the fabric of time? Yes. Wait. Where are we? Who are who are you? Where's my hoverboard? 
All right, so uh, League, I don't know if any of you listen to our actual podcast, Pop Culture Bruce, but I am actually very impressed with that write-up from Tai Tai because he hates time travel. <laughs> like, he doesn't think the Back to the Future series is, and I quote, that good. So for him to, like, you know, pull out a Back to the Future metaphor, bravo, sir. Thank you. Bravo. Jackson has turned from one of the season's biggest disappointments to the playoff savior he was just a season ago. DeAndre Swift has reemerged as relevant as well as as well, just in time for the final duel in this year's Cult of Personalities League. The only real hole seen in this roster heading into the championship bout is Latavius Murray, who hasn't had a solid game since week 12. Taking away the two 20-point games that he played, Murray is literally only averaging, averaging four and a half points. So it's not like there's a lot there. I mean, all right. Uh, do me a favor. Read what you said about Alex Hannum week one. Really wanting a valuable quarterback, ADH had a magnificent reach at pick number six for Lamar Jackson. Although I do not blame him because that man won me a championship last year. However, thing gets, things get dour quickly after that. Seemingly flipping between old players and new rookies, this team may struggle to find consistency week in and week out. What does David Johnson look like? What about Gronk? What about the three rookies whose names I can't remember? Overall, he is going to have some amazing weeks here and there. Let's just hope it's not against you and me. Do you remember what I said about Alex Hannum week one? He is a formidable foe. Formidable. <laughs> so while, yes, Alex Hannum, you have been inconsistent, a yo-yo, some might say. Perhaps our most... Kitty Perry's dream man. Yes. I mean, perhaps our most inconsistent team. You did it, my friend. You, you did. did. And, <laughs> but uh, let's not put the cart before the horse here. This is true. Because in order for ADH, ADH to walk home with $450 worth of booze, he is going to have to do something that he has yet to do all season long. Win two weeks in a row? He is going to have to win <laughs> three weeks in a row. <laughs> he has not yet had a three-game winning streak all fucking season long. He would taste glory like he's never tasted it before <laughs> if he wins this game. It would set him up well for round two of the Cold of Personalities League next year yep. if he can pull this out. Maybe we can all start taking him a little bit more seriously. I always took him seriously. <laughs> well, of course you did. You got the shit kicked out. I got my ass handed to me twice by him. <laughs> you know, there was... There was no King George singing I'll Be Back at the, at the end of our matches because he was dead. But, <laughs> no, I said I said from uh, I said from the start, hashtag formidable. And, formidable. Uh, that just goes to show that my sports analysis is pretty fucking good. Formidable. Formidable. Well... That wraps up the power rankings. I mean, yeah, these episodes are just getting shorter and shorter. I, I have a couple things. Okay. So, first, I, I think we need to make some picks here. Okay, yeah, let's make some picks. 
since everybody else's bra- back brackets are busted, we need to try to make right some the decisions ship. here. Okay. I think we'll start out with a third place game because third place people game. can just skip 30 seconds because no one really cares. <laughs> but who do you have in the third place game? Is it yourself or are you on the altruistic route and giving it to Kyle? I'm, I'm not even going to call it the altruistic route. I'm going to call it Kyle because my team over the past three weeks have imploded so badly. Whereas while Kyle... Um, while Kyle's games have been close, his team hasn't imploded. So I'm I'm actually going to give it to Kyle. Yeah, I mean that's two that's two for Kyle because I, I his roster is just really well done. I don't think Devonte Adams has that kind of performance two weeks yeah. in a row. Now I, I'll be pissed if my team fucking win because he'd be like, where were you? <gasps> yeah, it's like when you win the third place game, it's like. So okay, great. But what the fuck were you doing last week, man? <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, the fact that I couldn't even break 75 points. I, I don't know. That might have been an exaggeration. Let's just quickly. Oh, no, I, I couldn't I, break 77 points. 77 points? Were you at 76? Was that where you were? 76.4, I think. Yeah, 76.04. Oh, 04. So you, you got that 75 barrier by one point by a hair so no i um i'm 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 giving up i'm giving up to to kyle yeah i mean i am too i i, I was i'm still waiting for stat corrections to come out by the way <laughs> i i don't think i don't think that he won uh round one i'm just waiting for espn dude to make some minor tweak to someone's yardage and make me the winner which would advance me to the championship dude to, this weekend to to quote your, I'm assuming, favorite Disney movie. Let it go. <laughs> no, I hate Frozen. <laughs> I was actually quoting Zootopia, but... Uh, oh, uh... <laughs> Zootopia. Idris Elba says it. Does he? Yeah. Sure. Right. It's, it's cool. a joke in the movie. Okay. Yeah, if you haven't seen Zootopia, <laughs> totally recommend it. Is it as good as Pretty Woman? Who's to say? Is it more suitable for children? Yes. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, the other thing I have to announce. Oh, sorry. Let's uh let's let's, let's pick the championship. Uh, let's pick the championship. Now this is I'm I'm actually gonna punt to you because I'm kind of interested to hear who you think and your reasoning. You know what? In a year in a, a year like this with a pandemic raging with uh, just crazy shit happening outside every fucking day with a horse in the White House, with a horse about to leave the White House and an old koala enter it. Um, I, anything could happen. And I, I, I literally just blindfolded myself, spun around the room a hundred <laughs> times and just shot a shotgun into the air yeah. to see where it lands. And uh, I think it landed on a.han, a.han. You know... And I don't have really a good reason for you other than what the fuck kind of year has this been? (laughs) And it would would only be justice for the man's first three-game winning streak to be all the way through the playoffs. 
See, I, I kind of want to give it to Adolf Hahn, Adolf Hahn. And you can tell me if I'm wrong in my assertion. But while, yes, he's been up, down, up, down um, in wins and losses, I don't know that he's been that bad in points. I think you're wrong. You think That's I'm right. wrong? And and, and I, 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 I could be, but I feel like Brady's team... <clears throat> I want to say Brady's team had more... Sp- like bigger swings and if i'm wrong in that i will happily switch my my uh my my assertion but i feel like alex hannum generally has the stronger team versus brady so i mean alex alex has had some really bad weeks haven't we all he's scored 56 points once he's he scored below 70 points at least Three times that I'm seeing right now. Okay. Um, he's only scored over a hundred points. One, two, three, four. So be in going into Off the of those playoffs. Me. Go, going into the playoffs, he had only scored over a hundred points four times. Yeah, I remember two of those weeks. Yeah. I bet you do. Bad weeks. Two of them were against you. Bad weeks. Actually, no. One of them you scored seventy four, and he scored seventy five points. Which oh, okay, I love that. Oh god, that that, that was a bracket. bad bad week for me. Um, um, but then going into the playoffs, he's broken a hundred both weeks. So yeah. can he do it again? I think that's the question. I mean, I, and you look at you as a, as I say, like <clears> you look at his scores there versus Brady's. I I just. There's something about it, and it isn't favoritism. It isn't like you know my buddy Alex, but it is for whatever reason on a gut feeling. I'm I'm giving it to Adolf Hahn. Adolf Hahn. So I will say that Brady has scored over a hundred points six times, seven times. Nope, six times. Six times. But then what's his score been the last two weeks? Uh, round one, he scored 127 points. And oh, round two, fuck he scored 92.5. <laughs> so he's had a hot and cold moment. Yeah. Um, he's had a, he's had a, he's had a Adolf Hahn, Adolf Hahn moment, if you will. Yeah, but can he bounce back? I mean, his team is built to be able to do this. I just... There's just something about Adolf Hahn that, you know... It's that true Cinderella story. It's that March Madness. It is story that everybody just gets behind and like, fucking hell, we have a 16th seed in the fucking finals. And also, like, when pandemic's over, I go around there a lot, so I'll have access to the booze. So, <laughs> I see. So you're saying that you hope he wins so that you can drink his booze for him? Yes, Alex. My recommendation would be to go out and buy a vault. <laughs> it doesn't have to be an expensive vault, but just some sort of vault with a pin code or like combo lock or something. Mm-hmm. Take your winnings, put them in said vault. Don't don't tell Andrew the code. Whatever you do, do not tell him the code because you tell him that code and he's he's never leaving. He's I mean, sit down and just go bottle by bottle through your entire winnings and that's i don't know if you're gonna like that 
I wouldn't like that. I mean, the thing is, though, is like Alex Hannum's not going to be surprised by this. Like, I'm going to perch <clears> myself <throat> on the couch, right? I'm going to have his two adorable children either side of me as I read them Star Wars books. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they'll take turns fetching me alcohol. It's very adorable. <laughs> Nothing like a small child fetching you another cocktail. Absolutely. And, you know, <laughs> and what I'll do is I'll start racing them. And I'll be like, all right, whoever gets it quick, it gets to be my favorite. Um... <laughs> That's uh, terrible, but awesome at the same time. <laughs> I love I love them both dearly. <laughs> They're my favorite kids. <laughs> all right. And Alex, we're not done with you yet because we have another announcement to make here. Another announcement. The winner of this year's Bracketology. <clears throat> this year's winner of the Bracketology Challenge is none other than Alex Hannum. Woo! Through sheer hubris and cockiness. Listen, if you're not going to believe in yourself, what else are you going to believe in? <laughs> this is true. This is true. Congratulations, Kyle, on getting third. <laughs> Sorry, I, I believe the way I usually say it, that is, uh, if you're not full of yourself, what else are you full of? This is true. This is true. So, what has the formidable Alex Hannum won? So, I'm going to give Alex Hannum a choice. He has a choice to make. Okay, Alex, you got to. He can let me know in the group chat. You got to put it in the group chat. He can either. He gets three choices. Door number one. Number one. Door number one is a another botanical Avery sour uh, of his choosing. I have raspberry and I have ginger left. And I even have a vanilla bean stout that I would be willing to give a winner such as he. Um, and if you haven't had Avery's vanilla bean stout, it's goddamn delicious. That would and, be my uh, recommendation, Alex Hannum. It's delicious. All right. Door number two. Number two. Uh, Andrew and I, you may may or may not know, with the accomplice Cody Foster, brewed a amazing Baltic porter that we have aged in a Talnua whiskey barrel for what is it six months? Six months, and it is about to come to fruition next week as we bottle and keg this delicious prize. I will give to you one bomber. Of this Talnua whiskey, uh, uh, Baltic Porter. If will, you, if you would, enjoy, I will actually double it. that price. I will also provide a bomber. Oh, so door number two, you get two bombers. Two bombers of the delicious Talnua because Baltic Porter. Then one you can drink, and the other you can age. Exactly. Yeah. Can you give me one second? Sure. My dogs are going crazy. Sure. They can dogfight all they want, but they can't do it in the background. <laughs> in the all wise right. words of Michael Vick? <laughs> I'll cut oh, God. <laughs> uh, anyway, door number three. Number three. You can pick a style of beer to your choosing, and I will brew you said style of beer. Oof. Or Andrew. I yep. mean, I don't want to volunteer him for this. I'll, uh, I will, I will go <clears throat> halves on the batch with you. Okay, and we will brew you. And I will give you a, a couple bottles out of whatever style you you so choose. So, so the let's review. Good. Let's review. Door number one. Number one. 
a bottle of a bomber of Avery botanical or vanilla bean stout. Door number two. Number two. Two bottles of a delicious Talnua Baltic Porter brewed by your humble commissioner, the assistant to the humble commissioner, an EBDB and b Door number three. Number three. Is your choice of any type of beer style to your choosing. I said that really funny. But your beer style of choice brewed for you, and I will give you a six-pack of that. And Andrew and I will split the batch and do it or do it together. That, I mean, Alex Hannum, I don't know which one to go for. So, uh, yeah, let us know in the group chat, and uh, we'll make it happen for you, my friend. Absolutely. So that's all I've got. That's, that's, that's a wrap for the penultimate episode of this year's Cult of Personalities podcast. Uh, I was hoping to end this episode on a different note. I was hoping to, uh, you know, underlay next week's uh, next week's uh, episode with "We Are the Champions" by Queen when I was crowned the winner. Just not to be, just, 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 just not to be. If anything, you might be able to play the lesser-known song of theirs. We are in third place. <laughs> Which is a deep cut single release uh, studio session that they did. Yeah, from uh, 1981. Mm-hmm. Didn't yes. chart very well. No. 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 Didn't I don't think it even same... got to third place. I mean, it, it didn't quite have the same pomp. Yeah. 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 I, you know, <laughs> what are you <laughs> They didn't even well... cover it in the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. <clears throat> Until next time, and always in servitude, your dear humble commissioner. And from me, the assistant to the humble commissioner. Cheers. Cheers. Clank.